What's up, everybody? This is the Magic Treehouse. What's up, everybody? This is the Magic Treehouse, and I'm Merlin John. Today, we'll be talking to Cav. So, Cav, why don't you tell us, who is Cav? Well, I would say about myself that, uh, well, first of all, I was born in Puerto Rico, and uh, I think uh, the state, this stage name that I, artist name that I came up with was just to represent my journey, basically, and to express that into my music. And for me, that uh, goes to show with uh, Mill Savers, one of my short singles that I ever released. And there's a lot of unreleased music that I have that just kind of explains a lot of some of the journey. Some of it are just fun songs, but um, I hope that when I, uh, when people listen to my music, they see Cap as a person who, who hopefully that people can relate to kind of the strangers that I went through in my music. Now you said um, you're from Puerto Rico and then you moved to California, right? Yes. And so I know we touched on this just for a little bit, but you mentioned that like it was in California or was it in um, when you were in Georgia that you experienced your, you were going through like homelessness? Oh yeah. Um, So I had a crazy, uh, so a little bit background on a military brat. So um, when I first became homeless, it wasn't until it's due to family divorce. Uh, my parents split up, and uh, there was a lot of things that I, during that time that uh, I was struggling with that I didn't see like things in the background that was actually happening with the family and things of the sort like that. And uh, I ended up uh, basically being left to my own devices when the uh, divorce had happened, and my dad kind of just went on up and left. Um, and, uh, I ended up being homeless due to that fact around like 17 years old. Okay. And it's now Florida for a little bit at that time. Um, and then it ended up being in Georgia where I was mainly, where I was homeless for a little bit. Yeah. Really wasn't starting at all. And so in Georgia, was that where you were, um, just starting off with music as well? Like auditioning for like shows and whatnot? Um, so I was doing, actually I was beatboxing for like the longest time doing that and for myself uh while i was homeless that was my way of like kind of surviving and making money it was just putting out a hat and have this harmonica i think it was in a in c sharp minor specific uh harmonica that i had and i ended up using that as a way to perform and uh first it uh, sounded stupid of course but i've always liked uh beatboxing in the sense of it's like full like artistic nature of that and like seeing people do some crazy things and crazy sounds and uh i did that for the longest time and uh i would use that as a way for myself to get around and kind of be able to buy my food and things and sort of like that um, until i landed in the last place where i was where i got locked up and so like that whole experience of like you being homeless and you being locked up I guess, is that like the struggles that you kind of just want your listeners to like relate to you in? Yeah, because uh, it's surprising, like no matter really what like amount of shit that you've kind of been through personally, I know that there's people who've been through a lot of similar things, if not worse. Uh, but, um, I hope that like in my music, as I like talk about this stuff and of course, talking about other things later on, this is not going to be like the whole recurring thing where it's like, oh yeah, I went through the gatherers the whole time 
and I have nothing else to specifically write about. You know, it's not really what my music is either. Um, a lot of these songs that I have just talks about just regular everyday things, like, you know, that you hear in rap, like people talk about in subjects. But mainly, yeah, a lot of the uh, most precious to me music is uh, explains and talks about a bunch of that stuff, actually. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, what were you with me? No, 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 that was pretty, pretty much it. No, um, I was just going to ask, because, like, you were just, like, getting into music, like, with your beatboxing and your harmonica. Like, that's what you were just saying right now? Yeah, and uh, so I, when I uh, was uh, doing that, um, it actually got me uh, affiliated with, I realized I wanted to do some sort of performance. Uh, when I got locked up in afterwards, um, the only way that I could really make it out through court um, was going through um these order programs were I had to basically reassimilate back into society. And uh, I, I ran for a little bit uh, some civil living environments that were there um, in the area to help me get myself out of the hole that I was in. And around that time, um, I put like towards the end of it, at least, I get $2,000 um, into uh, music equipment because one day I was like, well, I like beatbox, I like music, maybe I can make beats, and I would watch uh, this guy called Kato, the producer, a lot when he was first starting off on, when he started becoming viral on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, I thought, maybe this is what I want to do, and I was introduced to university later on after I dropped this uh, this money for this music equipment. I got a Kai NPC, which is basically a beat maker. And I started off with that, which got me into production, and... Uh, to that i was already writing throughout my whole life so i had things that like uh, i had already practiced on that i never really worked on like delivery for rap it wasn't something that i did all the time um and it ended up being later on i was stacking a lot of those lyrics up and uh i ended up getting into once i got into school for audio production learning about the beats um i started just rapping on my own stuff and from there it just became where i got really good at production on the side I was making that writing songs for raps. Is there one that you like more than the other? Like, do you prefer do, making raps or do you like making beats more? Um, you know, that's a hard one because um, I would say when it comes to more being fun about it and then practicing more my voice and my delivery, I would say that I make beats a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, I've been focusing more now about making songs now that I've been uh, recently Thanks to Studio Time with Underground Magazine, which you guys affiliated, did my journalistic uh, interview for that. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I would say that I like both in, in a sense of like the equal aspect to it. I would say my production and all that I do for my beats, I do in songs. So the so best ones that I make, I usually keep. And uh, I'll rap over those. And uh, I've been trying to work more on the artist aspect of rapping because it's. I feel like that there is some things I still want to be. I want heard, and also things I I feel like I need to say on there. Just cool. So. So when you say like, you want to be heard, like, what kind of message? I know you said like you have a story that's like you're trying to be relatable, but like, what kind of message are you trying to send to your audience? That you can really start from zero and even when you have like a lot of doubt within yourself as i grew up um you know with a lot of insecurities growing up and uh a lot of things i was ashamed about also which kept me uh, especially through 
constructive events that actually happen and feeling like that you're encultured or not really assimilated as a part of society as an introvert you know what i mean grow up and it, it, especially through the things i went through you kind of had to let, learn to kind of grow up fast and you know i want to be able to send a message that um that there is a spiritual source you know that i feel that for people that today's shows at least what got me out of that hole they got started to like and look at that was really um you know having to ground yourself in an area of that and that the same thing happened to me in jail where i was there and uh, i had a very crazy spiritual experience and i wanted to kill myself at one point and uh i remember um, just being in there and uh kind of broke down and i just had a really crazy moment where um you know changed my life and my direction of my life and it was very real i felt like something filled me up and there was something actually living and for some reason i just tapped into that and i i learned to ground myself i i dropped a lot of things and when i got out of jail i didn't really know what i wanted to do or the things i needed to do and uh i really had no compass in it to follow what that was so i just followed it and i trusted it and uh you know it led me out of a lot of things and brought me I have a lot of situations such as like going through four different cars, not really knowing how to drive, not understanding like my own finances and what to do from like being homeless at such a young age and not really knowing what to do about that and living through life alone kind of. And I uh, learned one thing from that was that suffering is necessary. And I also learned that there is a source that's not from people that can that can heal you, that can help you, that can um, change your life direction. And I think people, I hope people get that message coming out of it. And uh, it's inspired in that aspect when people listen to my music. And then uh, a lot of, some of the music that I make is also just perspective that sometimes uh, there's some unseen things that are not said that people don't want to talk about mm-hmm. when you're in mid society of people. And I just talk about this perspective. I say the unsets, uh, the unsaid things um, that I hope that when people listen to it, they're like, yeah, I get that, you know, like, and nobody really talks about it. And I, that's what my EP, my new EP that I hope to release uh, in the next few months um, is about. And the concept is called social dynamics. And it talks about specifically the perspective of the person who's experiencing these social settings. And, um, is the one that isn't benefiting from that social environment. And I talk about the perspective of that person, which is me, of course. But I think these are things that people can relate to, which is what I hope the music will listen to today. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when you were just talking about like finding that compass though within you, when you were just going through like one of the hardest times in your life, like I can definitely relate to that just because like thinking back on like obviously like we don't have the same experiences but like going back to like some of my tough times it's just like I was like very codependent and I thought like maybe somebody else could help me with it or like I would just rely on like friends and family and then I would just like always be like what am I going to do how am I going to fix this I'm just broken blah 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 eventually I just hit a point and I was just like nothing's going to work for me why am I still here there's no point of me being here anymore. And I would question, I just, I just questioned my complete existence because I was like, everyone's just better off without me. And that was just my, that was, was my thought process. And so 
after that. Um, it was just, it was just what you said right now, um, finding your compass, but inside of you, which was the hardest part because, um, for me, I was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to have this all done. And then once it wasn't happening, I was just like, those thoughts, you know, they were happening. Uh, they just kept on coming up. I'm like, if I can't do this, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. What's the point? So, I mean, I'm really happy to hear your story about that because uh, it's not easy, but that was really cool. Wow, man. That's a, yeah, I, I really, uh, and those are the types of things like what, especially with your life, those are things that people relate to. And I think the medium of like rap music is where I'm on it that speed because it's just what I grew up listening to and what I like. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure people like you or anybody else who's listening to this, um, I think the general population somewhat can relate to those things. They might have not been through what I've been through, but it's mm-hmm. definitely, that's why music is there. And I, I feel like I have a passion for that. Yeah, no, I mean, 1000% like even, even though like we don't go through all the same experiences, feelings are different, you know, like we may feel angry, we may feel sad, like, we feel what we feel and i feel like music artists have said like music can be like therapeutic and like listening to it and when i was going to those tough times and i'm sure maybe you agree like it helps you know it's kind of like this release like okay like when i put like on an emo song like i'll just scream out with it you know and i'll just like let it go or like i'll put on this super sad song and i'll just like really cry it out if it's like an Indian song or if it's an English song because it'll just like help me let go of these emotions like I need it you know what I mean so I think music definitely helps and if just more people like kind of see that it helps artists too because it's just like oh, okay it's not just a song it's this person's story or it's what this person's feeling at this time and that's how they created this yeah, I've listened to a few artists that, um, that especially in low points in my life, where that music helped me out because I could relate to what was going on. And those are the types of things when you hear it, when you hear stuff like that, can be very. Uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, damn, uh, this is like hearing that out loud. I can see that like it helps you get through life events, and I felt like that. That's what that music did. For me, listening to all these various artists, especially like artists like the Nomads, uh, NF, um, listening to uh, artists that, and when I started really getting into developing a style, was really listening to uh, like artists like Nana, Lilo Key. These are more independent rappers, and uh, and a lot of my music, when it comes to the more realness and and uniqueness of it, uh, a lot of some people have said that my art has been similar to my. Rap has been a lot similar to like NF and uh, uh, other artists that I was that I uh, really like listening to. Or uh, no, I don't know if anybody's ever remembers the Chitty Man with the C H I D D Y B N G. And uh, I remember that artist specifically. He just recently he went on a 13 year hiatus, mm-hmm. and he found uh, and he dropped the second album during the time when I was actually going through the, the whole thing with my family divorce and I was waiting for that music when that music dropped and I heard came out of that and how like 
really close that music was to me during that time. Um, he came out with an interview one day and just said, just stay recording. And those are the types of moments where I, I see myself as an artist and looking up to these people's music. And it's like, wow, um, I just got to keep going no matter no matter what anybody thinks, says, how they feel about it. Um, like, I, I feel like that I have an impetus with what I'm doing. And I, and I, and yeah, that's why music is like so important to me. I mean, um, you just, so like the artists that you just named right now, like they helped influence you, like creating music, like there's oh, big time. Um, I actually listened to a lot of music more than before. When Spotify started getting really into streaming under Discover Weekly back in like 2016. Mm -hmm. And it started becoming like a feature and it started like uh, they started implementing AI into it. Well, now you can find way more music now than you ever could before and it's accessible. Um, all I would do is listen. And uh, I started, uh, especially with getting an audio production degree, you have to learn to, you know, timing and especially if you want to re replicate something and some techniques used in music. Um, I see and listen to artists and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that out. So this song Impact that's coming out on the 27th. He's inspired by uh, one of the songs by NF called Hope. Uh, not Hope, the song, but the album. And one of the songs on there that features Corday, um, I listened to that. And when it came out, I made a beat that was very similar to that. And I was like, this is the song. And I wrote a lot similar to like coming out of the better type of thing. And just uh, that's what I hope that this song and a lot of people so far, when I got some feedback on the song Impact, they actually like it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, I went to a studio session with Underground Music and they're doing their interview. And I said, this is this is what I want to keep on going with. So, yeah. Now, I know you just like it, you mentioned um, artists that like influenced you. But being a producer, how are you like influenced or how do you get your inspiration? Like, is there genres that you listen to or like? Yeah, what's fun? Um, I actually uh started off with like my i make because i create my own samples um i really like making things from scratch and uh, i think i get that from my grandfather he's a painter so i see audio like that so for the longest time i had to really learn different styles of like beat it came to like specifically rap trap and hip-hop and i would listen to a lot of instrumentals on spotify um and it, it wasn't really set random people that i would get that from but i would definitely invest into a few producers that i listened to and that was uh mainly Kato the producer um he was my main one um jay Dilla, of course um, and uh, i implemented a lot of what i learned through audio production and implementing it into making beats and i i started coming up with my own workflow so a lot of the beats are unique that i have um and I, uh, I decided to go ahead and with a few artists to see if they would like the beats because they were different. And I've gotten a few artists that have uh, done a few things on a few of my beats. And uh, one of them, shout out to Cinematics. Uh, and then also Jackson Donovan is another uh, artist that I worked with where I was able to produce two of their songs. And uh, I mastered one of their whole albums. And so as a producer, I would say when I, if I can say a set influence only which is really only one is you know okay. so i mean i just want to go back to like your grandfather being a painter but have you ever like visually have you ever been inspired like i don't know why i just thought of this but it's like whenever you see a painting or like maybe a cartoon show because that's actually happened for me with a cartoon show but that's a different topic um like when you watch a cartoon or a painting um tv show whatever it may be and then you're kind of just watching it or looking at it. And then are, you kind of just get inspired by a sound. 
have the same I uh when I when I see when I listen to specific music and I hear specific sounds, I'm like, that would be sweet to rep to try to replicate that. And uh so what I usually do is I actually when I go with music like that and producing and I hear stuff like that, I actually look at um specific song information on it. So I'll actually do research on a song. And uh, afterwards I'll see, okay, I got the key, I got the BPM, and then I'll listen to the drum patterns and mm -hmm. I'll try to replicate something similar. And sometimes it comes out very unique, but still within the style that I want. And then when I hear it and I start rapping on it, it becomes just kind of a done deal from there. And that's a lot of how I make my music, actually. I'll listen to a song and I'll be like, okay, maybe break down the lyrics a little bit. It's a it about, do I, what can I maybe shank that be on the song? And when it comes to like, like my grandfather being a painter, um, they look, how I look at it, the audio workstation is kind of like how my grandfather sees that it's because he's an abstract painter he creates something from nothing he start off with something start off with the palette and he'll make a routine mural with an abstract painting and a crazy 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 game um and uh, when it comes to my music i feel like that with it so yeah i'll say that it's very like artistic it's not i'm not trying to film myself to a specific artist um, people can form whatever what they feel like about it when they listen to it, but um, I created just to create, and it's uh, it's definitely a passion and, and an escape I have. It's a, it's where my happy place is mainly. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It was just a question because it's just like you know how people are inspired by people in the music industry, and then like um, I think it's just like taking that inspiration, but also like taking it from like other industries. I always thought it was cool, and then me myself like. I've always done that too. So I'm, I was just guessing like you as a producer, who's someone who creates an actual beat. I was just like wondering if that happens occasionally, um, just because like, okay, not just in cartoons, um, but like in sports, like when you see someone like shooting a basketball or making a goal, like, would you think like, oh, okay, like a winning shot, like this would be a cool song to play, you know, like, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You get inspiration from doing different things. And, and you know, that's something I really learned in one of my college classes and psychology class about psychology of pain, mm -hmm. that prioritization of rest. And, and I'm a big advocate for that. Like, people need to learn to like prioritize breaks mm -hmm. and even taking time off on some things to, especially as an artist for me, the best ideas I've come up with is when I step back away from it. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't, wasn't even thinking about anything. Like maybe I'll go on a walk or maybe I'll work at something else or maybe I'll um, just sit around and just, you know, sometimes doing nothing. And it's like moments like that, um, I think, are what create something that um, I realize when you're in a sense of playfulness with that feeling of lost time, um, that's when your brain actually grays. And there's actual Harvard studies shown behind it that your brain creates more neural connections because it acts like a tree where it grows roots and branches and it reaches out like a vine mm -hmm. and your brain the maximum amount of time that those connections and that growth happens is when you're actually in that sense of play playfulness and your mind is perceiving that so i would use that to my advantage that knowledge and i would do that with the way that i manage my time and also the ways that i uh actually do it purposely to create more music and uh it becomes more of a fun thing to do because it really you really have to take a sense of like 
knowing who you are and yourself, knowing when it's the time to stop and when it's the time to step back and understanding how to engage that becomes like playing tango. It's like having the same dance that kind of, you know what I mean? You're, you got your specific steps, you pull back away, you pull back forth, you know what I mean? And you get a whole thing out of that. And that's, yeah, how I feel about the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, But I just wanted to, because I know we talked about it before. um, So I'm hoping we could just talk a little bit about it. But we already mentioned AI. And um, and so um, how... Now that we do have like some, I think we do have an artist on here, Gritzie, if you're here, hello. Um, but how do you feel about like AI and the music industry? Because there's like some fears with it might take over and artists like losing their voice, losing their rights. But on the other side, it actually might be helpful. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I, I already know artists right now, especially myself, and also just with the way that, like, um, audio technology itself is advancing, AI is already in, like, most production. In the sense of not necessarily you're hearing it, but the way it's made, there's a lot of AI and everything. Um, now it's a lot easier to be more of an independent artist and not necessarily that you shouldn't know the knowledge what it is, but it's like anything else, like if you're using a tool for... Um, to hammer in wood or something like that you get a hammer right it's the same thing with ai i think people don't realize also that it's yes ai is a type of gray but it only has a specific affinity to um and a specification of what the task its its purpose is and that's what ai is um now the way that it's looking right now um a lot of people say oh it's this whole conscious thing in terminator now in a sense of i'm talking about the music industry i wouldn't say that Oh, there's robots going to be taking over, and you're not going to be you're you're not going to need uh, producers anymore. It's like, no, I think there's going to be a lot more. This actually depends on AI because people are going to start independently using these tools. They're not going to need an engineer no more. They're going to be able to do the same thing that engine a sound engineer can do um, using these tools, and uh, only having and they'll learn process of using it, which is what's crazy about it because. Uh, you start to learn what these tools do and why the AI is doing the specific things it's doing that's on it. And you learn from it actually, and you realize why it creates the sound that it does, why it cleans up sound in a specific way. Um, and I think because of that, and when people start hopping on that wave, I think it's going to integrate to where they're not going to need labels. And now labels are going to start looking for independent artists and they're not going to really need, uh, companies at least from what i'm seeing because you're already seeing ai for making bass lines you're already seeing ai being able to make whole drum patterns you're already seeing ai being able to create whole um, audio chain modules that are going to be able to eq compress um ds by itself and you only have to make small tweaks and it's very accurate because it actually scans the audio for you to give you the best settings that can possibly have on there and uh yeah i think that um in the sense of the direction it's heading for the music industry i think it's what is a problem is that there's going to be very many uh 
in attempts to copy people's voices and copyright protection because now you're you're implementing and copying somebody's persona, right? So like we see with Drake and we talked about this earlier, actually the whole thing with Drake and the Ice Spice uh, thing, that was all made with AI. The guy got literally 31 billions, you know, not 31 billion, I'm sorry, 31 million streams on that song or something more. That was a ridiculous number. That's a good amount of bands, you know, and if this guy's making money off somebody's else's voice that you didn't even know if this person really was one of a feature with this type of artist yeah. and it can change the way an artist looks too so i think that there's going to be firms and maybe other places that are going to be able to combat that there's going to be more need for lawyers when it comes to the music entertainment bit like um, music law specifically mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing that more um and I don't think it's bad. Now, it comes to AI outside the scope of that, seeing it gets kind of scary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of it's kind of scary. But um, in the sense of, like, people using them as tools, yes, I think that that's going to be an enhancement to how we um, and more creation of artists. Nuts. So I'm just going to ask you really quick. since I know this person who came on here right now, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Um, I just wanted to ask you, like, going back, since you are a producer, too, um and you said like it, ai could take over like a produce uh, like an audio engineer's tool um but in a way do you think that ai and an audio engineer could actually go hand in hand if like they i don't want to say they used it right but like let's say like yes and ai could take over their job but what if an audio engineer used it to their advantage where they could work more faster, more efficiently, but also get like the best quality sounds. Could that happen? Or do you think they could just straight out cut the audio engineering? Um, I think, you know, honestly, because there's already, a, I think companies that are bigger that already have people like engineers are under labels that already need the, um, yeah, you could possibly see that somewhat, but um I think that people who are already trained and been there for a long time, I don't think that those are people who are going to be, there's still a need for that, if you get what I mean. Not every single company affords or wants to afford to pay for like specific tools that have to include AI. But I think some places, yes, it can be already seeing it with, for example, like mastering. Now mastering is done with robots, actually. And it's nuts because they use the analog equipment. They do it. They take a file and the robots actually do it. There's a few companies that are already out there doing that with music. And you give it to it, it sounds like an actual mastering engineer did it. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And like you would never know that it's a robot, right? Like it's just you would think like, oh, okay, like this person did that good for them, but it's actually an AI robot. Yeah, naturally. And the company, they might have workers that like people who do programming and things sort of like that, or work specifically audio, audio. I mean, sorry, artificial intelligence. Yes, they are definitely going to be in the job. So I think that the job market there is going to grow because you're seeing companies that they rather just pay for a one time a huge lump sum fee for a checkup on their equipment to make sure that it's running okay every six months or every three months. It's less cost effective. Companies in that regard might do that. So but when it comes to like music and specifically whether music is going to be made or it's going to be made by people, yes, I still think that there's going to be a composer and a producer because those people are specific artistic minds that people want to create. That's not going to go away. 
Um, and there's going to be more of like, oh, there's a market that anybody now can become a music producer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they still have a say of the composition. They'll still have control over the things that they're doing. But now it's easier to get into that. What can we expect with the sounds coming from this EP? Um, you know, uh, just expect the sounds for the next upcoming EP to be... Uh, it's it's definitely more of a high energy kind of trap based a little bit. There might be some songs that might be a little bit slower. Um, but these songs are meant specifically rap, like rap, hip hop. And uh, I want people to be able to listen to it and be like, oh, man, this is going to sound great coming in through it. And uh, it's going to sound great at the end throughout. And uh, and they sort of expect uh, like. You know, because some people like meeting and their stuff. There is meaning into what is being heard, but it's more like, man, it's got bars, you know, yeah. listening to this music. It definitely is going to be about um, the unsaid things uh, when experiencing social situations and in, uh, in different environments that I talk about based on my experiences. And uh, it's uh, very much uh, coming out of the hole through that in a, in a spiritual manner. And uh how I handled it. And uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will relate to it in some way. And I hope that when they guys listen to it, that if you guys like rock, hip hop and trap based beats, um, you'll love this album. So. And uh, just to touch on it, like, is it like influenced, like from where you are or like where you were born, like Puerto Rico? Kind of some of it. Um, one of the songs is going to have a, uh, because I'm Puerto Rican, um, there is going to be a sample that I have that hopefully I can get cleared. Um, that is from an artist called uh, Hector Lavo, and uh, he is a Puerto Rican artist. That and I'm going to be sampling from a song called Mi Gente. Um, so you can expect some like hip hop with like notes of reggaeton in a single song, but most of it's mostly like trap, hard bass beats and uh, hip hop beats. Which uh, I know that when I'm at least for myself listening to it, and the people that uh, have listened to some of the songs already. When it does come out, um, I would say that it's influenced by somewhat NF, but it's mainly when you go to listen to the to beats themselves, it, a lot of people um, can say, a lot of people would say that it's kind of like, kind of like Juice World type beats, uh, beats that also come from, uh, at least personally me, that um, kind of more like an ASAP Rocky hit type beat, you know? Um, but it has more meaningful, impacted lyrics inside of them, which is what I like about my raps. And having that style of music and the sense of production and then seeing the lyricism that you hear from that is going to be different, which is what I like about it so far. That sounds pretty cool. And you said this was dropping on the 26th of this month, or when was it dropping? Yeah, the EP will be dropping a few months after down the line, uh, probably about like two months after. I'm releasing two singles before that, um, one of them, which is going to be on the EP. Um, but this song, Impact, is a single that's coming out that I have. And if you guys follow me uh, and pre-save my music um, or follow me on Instagram, you'll get updates on that or on TikTok, too. Um, I'm on TikTok also. And... Uh, if anybody needs uh, any sort of services for production or need uh, uh, want samples, you also can reach me out to my uh, to my specific business handle, Waxworks. Um, I incorporated a company to be able to have musical digital assets for artists to be able to buy as products. So I do also sell beats and create samples, and I offer mixing mastering services also for artists that do listen there. Um, 
And uh, if you need to see credentials, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, and you guys can see a little bit more of my background and uh, for how legit that is. Because it's like, oh, well, this is just an artist. Like, uh, I, I do a lot more than the stop. But um, yes, uh, you can find my music through there or on my Instagram. You guys can find me on here just to follow. And uh, your Instagram, your TikTok they all have the same name or what's your handle for those? Um, so my artist handle right now is dot um, music. So you can follow me on there. Same thing on TikTok. And then I have specifically for my store, which is under maintenance currently right now, but you can still contact me through there is at W-A-V underscore Ford. So LabForge. And uh, you can find beats through there and I'm mixing and mastering services through there. And you can see uh, some credits of things I've already worked on on that website also. Okay. Awesome. And are you expecting any live performances anytime soon since you're releasing all uh, these music? Right now, right now, due to how early my artist career is, my focus is just catalog. Um, I am, I can perform these songs, but currently that's not my focus. Um, so in the future, probably I might think about it as I, the fan base gets built up and uh, I would like to do some live shows. Um, most likely if you're living in the area of California, if you live here in the 805, um, I'll be at Central uh, at um, Central Coast Beach Social Events for Open Mic Nights and uh, also Hip Hop Nights at Library as well. Uh, so if you live here in the area 805 and you want to see me perform at some point in the future, I will be doing stuff like that there. Um, they're not huge, but um, they're places to start. And uh, so check out my music for you guys. Awesome. And what days are you usually there? Um, so usually they happen if you follow them on Instagram, it's um at the library slow SLO. Um you can find the updates of when they do their hip hop nights because they usually do it once to twice a month per month. And uh, they can be on any set days that they pick, but you can get your updates through there, or you can find Central Coast Be Social. So sent at Central Coast Be Social. And you can find them on there also on shots to them because uh, that's where I first started a long time ago doing one of my first performances where I just freestyle rapped was there. Um, so I've had a few times where I have freestyled and done some things. Um, and I know those places in the inner five do hip hop. So check them out on Instagram and you'll be able to get some updates when they do next to that. So you might see here. Okay. Awesome. Thanks again for being patient and sticking through with all the technical difficulties. I really appreciate it, especially with the last talk we had before the Underground Magazine. So like, this was really cool. Yeah, thank you so much for um, putting me as I'll keep an eye out for when this drops on the on Spotify for your podcast. Um, everybody that who knows me, um, follow hers. Okay, so let me tell you, she goes over some pretty cool stuff when it comes to new artists um things in the industry that are coming up and she interviews a, a lot of different artists that are upcoming so um, check her out thanks marlon so much yeah no problem thank you cap for more episodes check out spotify or apple Podcasts and leave a review, review and don't forget to follow on instagram tiktok youtube and facebook at merlin like the wizard on there you'll find a link in the bio and you can join the discord there you can discover new songs, artists, and just meet a ton of people who have different tastes in music and help you discover even more artists. But that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening. Till next time.